We don't always need to numb out. We don't always need to um, stop crying or stop mm-hmm. the way we're, we're feeling. It's okay to feel those things. In fact, I think it's healthier to just go ahead and feel them. Let it all out. Lock yourself in your bedroom and scream your head off and cry and do what you need to do. And then come through it. Welcome to Stories and Song. This is where we introduce you to artists and the stories behind their songs. And just have a conversation about it. And uh, I'm really excited to be here in Nashville in my friend's recording studio with an artist he's worked with, Claire Gresso. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Um, people may not know your name, but they've probably heard your voice. Your songs have been like in Grey's Anatomy and um, Lucifer. We're going to talk about yes. that yeah. when we get to your song Ashes and the story <laughs> behind that. Uh, tons of different TV shows. Pretty Little Liars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Rain, um, Station 19, Grey's Anatomy, um, the Mad Max Fury Road trailer. I mean, you know, I pop up. I'm so curious <laughs> about like, how does that happen? Because honestly, I have found so much, um, so many artists that I love that I'd never heard of before just by hearing a song in a TV show mm-hmm. and I'm like shazamming it because I want to know what it is and oh yeah, and find something new to love. How do you get your music into TV shows like that? Ooh, that's a really good question. I mean, not that I'm asking um, you to give away any secrets. Yeah, or anything, well, but. don't let me divulge my secrets on this podcast. <laughs> um, you know, it all starts with a song. Really. Um, I know that sounds maybe cliche, but if you have a great song, it finds a home. And luckily, there are a lot of TV shows airing. So it's not like you're trying to get a cut with a particular artist. But if a TV show, you know, if a music supervisor hears your song and thinks that it would be applicable for their scene, um, then they can use it. Do you... uh, I'm... A lot of creative people I know are, are visual people. Do you mm-hmm. see yeah. scenes in your head when you're writing I songs? I do. Yeah. I'm actually super visual. So I used to kind of, um, been doing this for a long time, but I used to get in a room with a producer and say, okay, this is what I'm seeing. I'm seeing this person in this place and this is going on and this is the weather and these are the sounds and this is where I'm writing from. I would get super specific, like paint this picture and then write from that place. So I still do that now and then, but it's maybe a little easier for me. I don't have to like lay out the specifics so much anymore, (laughs) but that did help. How often do you write a song? I'm curious. Um, It depends. I usually write two or three songs a week. Wow. Yeah. Just, are you inspired just by life? Are you inspired by friends' stories, your own stories? Where does that come from? Um, It depends. You know, I... I joke with people that I've lived like three different lives in my one lifetime um, because I, you know, went to college. I did that in my early years for biochemistry, which is super random and totally (laughs) not writing songs. (laughs) No. Um, Although it is very applicable. A song is kind of like an equation. Yeah. You know, you're you're kind of wanting to... um, bring out a certain feeling from your audience. So you kind of work backwards on the left side of the equal sign, you know, basically an equation. Um, But I did that. And then um, I baked bread for a while. I I taught self-defense, which is also super random. Very. So like I've lived all these different lives in my one life and I, I really enjoy living life to the fullest. And I think that that, 
helps me be inspired for every single song that I write. Well, it sounds like you're a really open person and that um, you enjoy new experiences and new people. And maybe that's where you draw a lot of inspiration from. I do. I'm also like very in tune emotionally, (laughs) Um, not only with myself, but my friends and family. So it's easy for me to talk to a friend and then go write a very emotional song about maybe what they're going through without making them feel weird or saying specifics, you know, Mm -hmm. but just drawing from the overall feeling, the overall situation that they're going through and then putting that into a song. So sometimes I do that too. You must be a very empathic person. I am. Yeah. I feel, I feel very deeply, not only my own stuff, but for, for other people too. Mm -hmm. Which is great. It's a gift, but it's also kind it's a of curse. a curse. Too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade that. You know, I feel like um, there. I feel like more people maybe need need to embrace that, um, and remember that it's not all about our individualism. It's not all about our independence. That there is strength in numbers and there's strength in in feeling and you know I think that's important let's talk about the story behind your song ashes now this is the one that was featured in Lucifer yes. but I mean but clearly the song came before the scene and I, I want to hear the story behind this song I mean it, it makes you feel like it does yeah but yeah. and that's why I'm so curious about the story behind it um, I've gotten so many emails and comments, you, you know, just saying like, you know, they've been pretty intense at times. Like I didn't want to live and I heard the song and it, it stopped me from doing something stupid, mm-hmm. you know, um, I've gotten, you know, messages like I'm dealing with cancer, I'm fighting cancer right now and I listen to your song every day and it makes me feel better and like I'm not alone. And so this song has really um, managed to resonate with a lot of people. And I think that's because it is about loss. Um, And people feel loss in a lot of different ways. You know, Mm -hmm. like if you get diagnosed with a a disease maybe you're grieving that lost time that you're Mm -hmm. afraid of losing or you know maybe it's a relationship you know you lost a boyfriend or a girlfriend or um maybe you know somebody that you loved passed away or you know there's just so many different ways to grieve and to feel lost that um i think that this song really really got to people so. Yeah. And I admit that's probably why it resonated so deeply with me, um, having gone through a pretty painful divorce a couple of years ago. There's the loss of what you thought was going to be, your life was going to be, right. and maybe loss of a certain part of your identity. Right. And you just mm-hmm. kind of have this like weird free folly. I just don't even know what's going on or what to grab right. onto. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And then um, recently loss of a job, which yeah, was also a big part of identity. Mm-hmm. But maybe in some ways, like these are good things. Right. Yeah. To keep us from being stuck and stagnant. Right. And maybe, maybe our natural inclination is to resist change and to try to stay the same, but, but life is constant change. It's not realistic it to think you can always stay the same. Yeah. My, my grandma, um, rest her soul. She would always say that don't ever forget in her Italian voice, you know, the only thing that is permanent is change. 
And I think that I remember that on a daily basis. Change is pretty much the only thing you can count on. <laughs> Was there a, a specific uh, loss that inspired this for you, whether yours or, or someone else's? I wrote this song. Sometimes this particular song started with me and my piano at my house. Mm-hmm. And I wrote the first verse, lyrics, and melody on a piano. And I kind of just sang it over and over again. <laughs> the same verse, you know, the first verse, um, just me, myself, and I. And I thought, man, I cannot get this out of my head. There's something to this one. So I brought it to um, a producer friend of mine who is a Grammy Award winning producer. He's amazing. And I played it for him on the piano and I was, you know, like this bleeding heart on his piano. And he says, yeah, yeah, that's good. But let's do something else today. (laughs) (laughs) So I said, okay. And we ended up writing a different song that was then later placed in a different show. But um, I saved this one verse and I brought it to my co-writer and producer of the song, Aaron Wright, who is amazing. And as soon as I played the verse, he hopped on piano and just really dove in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I think this song has so much life because he totally got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I played the verse and it was like he just knew how it needed to end. Yeah. You know, he knew how it needed a sound, which was pretty amazing. That's a very magical experience when that happens because it doesn't always happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet. I mean, I, I don't know because I'm not a songwriter, but I, I bet that happens a lot. Yeah. So and then, in, um, you know, it got placed, obviously, in Lucifer and, you know, shout out to all the Lucifer fans out there. Um, but then it was even on the Grammy ballot in 2018. So it's it's definitely had quite a life and it it keeps going which is pretty amazing they say that um the the only way really to deal with grief is just like push on through and move through it Mm, i don't know about that (laughs) tell me do tell (laughs) oh you know i think that it's so important to allow ourselves to first feel what we need to feel and not to be afraid of it and not to just push through you know we it's so important to just pay attention to ourselves. We don't always need to numb out. We don't always need to um, stop crying or stop the way we're, we're feeling. It's okay to feel those things. In fact, I think it's healthier to just go ahead and feel them, let it all out, lock yourself in your bedroom and scream your head off and cry and do what you need to do mm-hmm. in a safe way um, and then come through it you know, as opposed to kind of pushing and forcing yourself to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and all that we were told as a kid. Right. Um, You know, it's okay to feel things. Well, and I think uh, numbing out, at least from my own personal experience, um, you know, trying like I launched into this year of yes right after which (laughs) which had some amazing high points but really then a lot of things I really shouldn't have said yes to because (laughs) like it only like maybe created drama that distracted me over here on this Mm. side which yeah took my mind off this but that wasn't really a good thing I realized and I realized that when I went to go sell my wedding ring and this Mm. this was like almost almost two years later Mm -hmm. and and I'd had trust me, like so much drama with other things in the meantime that I thought I was completely like, okay, it's time, you know? And I just had this like ugly meltdown in the, in the 
the place and um she's like handing me wads of clean she's like, it's okay it's okay and i'm like i don't know what's happening to me right now but what i realized was um in the running and the distracting i'd never really dealt with it right or allowed myself to feel and i and i agree with you i, th- I think that's an important part of moving through it it is yeah and i think you know There was an intern at a company that I worked for who said, oh, came up to me and was like, oh, I I listened to uh, some of your songs in your catalog. And uh, I got to say, they are very sad. And I said, yeah, you know, it's a little odd. I'm a pretty happy person, but I think it's because I allow myself to be sad. I allow myself to let it out and be 100% whatever I'm feeling. Um... I think that's lost on a lot of people, you know, and it's not their fault. It's because that's kind of what we're told, you know, don't go out of the house unless you put a smile on your face or, you know, unless you're at your best. And to be honest, people are not at their best 90% of the time and that's okay. You know, um, this song, I kind of just let it be what it was. And Aaron and I were so on the same page in that way where he doesn't overthink little things and I don't overthink little things. And we kind of just say, okay, this is the vibe and let's ride it and see where it goes. A lot of writers will get um, hung up on little things. Well, should we say that or them? (laughs) And then it's like 30 minutes later and Mm -hmm. they still haven't decided. Yeah. Um, But one thing I love about working with Aaron is that he doesn't he just he is a hundred percent creative and he's smart about it and he just lets things flow through so when I brought this to him it was like okay we're gonna sit in this feeling all day and that's what we did I love that the title is ashes because Mm -hmm. it's um you know for me a callback to like the the phoenix you know rising from the ashes and sometimes you gotta clear it out burn Mm -hmm. it down or, or if it happens and it wasn't really what you wanted like there is hope, like you can rise mm-hmm. from that and be something completely different and fly again. So I love there that. Are some I'm an cultures, optimist. Yeah, same. And there are some cultures that believe, you know, you you write down something you're afraid of or, you know, whatnot, and you burn it. You burn the piece of paper and you let it bury itself, you know, and this song is kind of like that, like just getting it out. Um, you know, in the recording, I get to you know vocally bleed on the microphone and kind of croon a little bit and it just feels good to sing you know it's it just um it's an outlet for sure yeah but I think that's why a lot of my songs are sad or um introverted or uh a little depressing (laughs) um is because I'm actually a pretty happy person, but if I didn't have that outlet to let those very real feelings out, I would be carrying it around and I'd probably be a lot sadder than I am. So, so thank you to everybody listening to my sad songs. (laughs) And maybe you're helping other people out there cry it out and they're happier too. You know, that is my hope. That is, again, maybe cliche, but one of my big motivators are my fans because they resonate with these songs. They, you know, they make them their own. They give them new life every time somebody lets my voice and my words into their world. It is, you know, reborn. 
Um, and it takes on a totally different form for everybody, you yeah. know, so it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Will you play it for us? Yes, I will. Thank you. My mind is spun. I've had enough. Feels like I'm burning down. The flames rise up and I can't tell what's coming next. This life is like a game. Of roulette, the one that I need help me see beyond the surface. My purpose. You are my north star. Upon my back, the sky is getting full, turning black. I lost my way when I lost you. I need a moment more. This can't be true. The one that I need help me see beyond the surface. My purpose. You are my north star. You are my always. You are my compass. Now I've turned sideways. Who do you turn to? Can you say ashes, ashes? It all comes down. It all comes down. Ashes, 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 ashes. Claire Garesso and Ashes. And if you want to hear more of Claire's music, um, all the places, right? Let, name where people can go to download and hear more of your music. Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, um, Deezer, uh, YouTube, my Instagram, Facebook, all those great yeah. places. Great place to start <laughs> would probably be your site. Yeah, ClaireGarasso.com. 
Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being on Stories and Song. Thank you for having me.